Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 496 of the JV Club with my marvelous guest, Lauren Flans. She's one of the hosts of the Coming Out Pod. It's coming out with Lauren and Nicole and is wonderful. I know you're going to love this episode. I had also such a great time on their podcast. Cannot recommend them enough. Please uh, feel free to give my episode a listen if you want to start there. But in general, charming, wonderful. I know you're going to love it. You know what else you're going to love is coming to Sketchfest to see either Braving the Elements Live that I'm doing with Dante and Gray. Delisle and Jack DeSena and Phil Lamar. That will be on Sunday, the 21st of January. There's lots and lots of shows available at sfsketchfest.com, including a bunch of stuff we just added, including a few different Fred Armisen shows. It's going to be great. So I hope to see some of you buddies there. And in the interim, I want you to enjoy this episode with Lauren. I was so proud of myself for when you suggested recording the Zoom, like all of my attention went to that. And I realized that I had a, like, oh, yes, that's right. You stopped recording because Lauren was getting clearing. Her, oh, clearing her I was file. clearing my card. You clearing your card. See, I was clearing my card. I was clearing my card. <sighs> I'm glad we did that. We cleared the card. We cleared the air. The, the air, air clearing meant that you, I found out uh, that you tend to run hot. Wait, you run cold? You run cold. That's what, is that what having cold. poor circulation and yes. being cold means? You run cold. Okay. But I think it does mean that my, my like, sitting temperature, like, is higher. Like, I yeah. think that's why I'm always cold. See, this is what, these are the things that I'm you, you realize. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but as I was saying it, as you could tell, I was like, wait, what does that mean? I forget. If you run hot, does that mean you're cold all the time? If you run cold, does that mean you're hot all the time? I'm cold all the time. And I'm the kind of cold where, like, if people, like, touch my hands, they recoil. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, it's, it's like ice. That. And I'm like, mm. yeah, I definitely have so that So I'm also. that kind of, I'm okay. that kind of. Uh, how are you in dryness versus hydrated uh, factors during the winter? Because I just got back from Arizona oh and God, every part of me great. has shriveled to a dry, powdery raisin. Yeah, I'm not good with that either. I'm not good with... But then with the humid, then my hair is very... Um, Jewish is <laughs> my like real the the like fr- the yeah. cartoon frizz just yeah. like explodes. So it's sort of a you know do you want to do you want to look good or do you want to feel good or do you want to look bad and feel bad uh-huh. <laughs> simultaneously? Many um, of us yeah. choose to look good and feel good almost never and allow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and allow the, the other one's a lot easier. It's so much easier. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad we're doing this. I'm glad you're bundled up. Uh, my feet are very, very <laughs> cold indeed right now. I will, oh, no. I will be. The rest of me will be extremely hot before my feet start to feel a little bit warm. It's kind of like when, when, when you're like, if you, if you ever put yourself through the horror of trying to lose weight, um, and then like the first place the weight comes off is like your boobs, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I didn't. I guess I. I guess I wasn't asking for that. I'd love to select Mm -hmm. in a more lipo type, but natural, like dieting, nature's lipo. I'd like to be able to point to an area and say, I'm good here. If we could start it off here, it's like that. Like I would. Exactly. Take a little off the top. And it's the same thing with being cold. Like I'm, I, I would love to heat my feet first. I would love for my feet to be the thing that warms up quickest rather than being last so that I have to be uncomfortable everywhere else in my skin uh, yeah. by the time my feet get to be a good warm tone. I hear you. That's that circulation no. situation. Uh, so, it just doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't get down there. I mean, I guess we've established that we're both frail, tall white women. Uh, we really, yeah. I'm like that hardy stock that's like Eastern European, like yeah. Russian, Polish, like, you know, like really just like healthy people like that. <laughs> just the palest, most, yeah, that's that's my people. Okay. And let's move a little closer to home and less mm. close to ancestral genes. Where <laughs> did you grow up? Where were you a teen? And could I have said that in a more clunky way? Not possible. No, not I love repeat, it. I possible. Okay, so I'm 
my the cool part of me is that I was born and raised in New York City. Cool. But then we moved. So I was cool until right before I turned ten. Okay. And then all of middle school and high school was in Westport, Connecticut, which is uh, far less cool. Okay. Is that a more <laughs> but a lovely place okay. to grow Westport, up? Westport, Westport, Connecticut. Um, New York. It's Martha little... Stewart. Yeah, it's I was going to say. I would. I'm, yeah. Immediately, my head goes from like more diverse to significantly less diverse. But I could be wrong. No, there were two black kids in my grade okay in my whole grade so yep you nailed it okay (laughs) very yeah whitey white white martha stewart was it a private school a public school no it was a public school it just you know and i'm sure it's very i haven't been back to westport in like a thousand years because my folks don't live there anymore um so i think it's like very different Mm. now i mean all of connecticut is like it's like little Hollywood, right? Like they they're filming everything in Connecticut, <laughs> I feel like. So I thought, yeah, that was not yeah. <laughs> I mean, now I, yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. There is Atlanta, lots of Connecticut. Shooting. I was going like to say Atlanta. And then now yeah. New York's popping back up. People are still doing stuff in New Mexico. I, it does seem like things are more diversified in terms of and and then just again so much Canada. But like more Canada oh, yeah. in the like Edmonton, Calgary, sure. like more stuff in the middle of of the beautiful mountains of Canada than I think I've ever mm. noticed before. And I keep waiting for someone to give me a job to choose one of those really fun places. But I have to say, I've been, the little I've been shooting has been in, in Los Angeles, California, USA. Oh, that's good. I that's guess. where we are. I guess, but that's it's very sort of convenient. fun to, it's, you know. <laughs> to travel. You feel, I think, and I'll just say this, and and it is embarrassing, but even if the job is exactly the same, it sometimes can feel more important if you have oh, to go out of town. 100%. You know, it could be the you exact same room. job. Yeah. You get a little stipend. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, fun. didn't, uh, means, uh, doesn't necessarily, <laughs> and is not convenient for ki- people with kids. I don't have kids. Um, but I think oh, yeah, part of it is no. like, you know, this sort of pandemic. I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky to get to go to Comic-Cons and stuff to have a reason to travel so much. Um, but, you know, I think I still feel like I have, even having done a ton of traveling uh, I still feel like I have a little bit of cabin fever whenever I get back here. There's a there, and and it took me till after the pandemic for that to kick in. Like during the pandemic, oh. I was like, I'm fine. We don't need to like go to Palm Springs or or Santa Barbara for a night. Like I love my bed here, and I really, I really did sort of like tuck in. Did you do anything during the, the did you like go, you know, give yourself the sort of respite of like, well, we went to Arrowhead and had some contactless checking into a cabin for a couple of days? I was super hibernating. Like I I just holed up with uh, my small dog um, and we we went I we went like full gray garden. Yeah, like, it's so my easy. Dog. Like, it was it's real so easy. easy. It's yeah, so, it was great. It was so great. I really enjoyed it. Just like the excuse of not yeah. ha- being like, well, I can't leave my apartment. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I'm doing it for the cause. Uh-huh. Like, just I really, cause. I acclimated really well to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think I, like, I used to love, and I'm sure I still do. I'm just, like, so out of that mode. But, like, traveling and, like, I've worked... Um, I worked this amazing job where I lived in Amsterdam for like over three years and would do corporate gigs like all over Europe. So I was traveling like weekly and this is when I was younger. And so it was like, and then when I like moved back here, I worked on a couple of cruise ships. So like I was traveling in that sense. So like so much of my life, my parents have moved around a ton. Um, so just so much of my life has been like, not having a real like homestead and just like traveling a lot. Yeah. And I think that I finally hit a point pre-pandemic and then the pandemic just like really like cemented it. But before the pandemic, I'd really hit a point where I was like, I feel like I'm like maybe not done traveling, but done with like the craziness mm. that my life used to be with traveling. Yeah. And now post pandemic, I'm like, what if I never go anywhere ever again? Like, how would that, what would that look like? So it's just like, I feel like maybe I did all my traveling in like the first few decades of my life. And then I'm just going to ride out the rest of it, like being a real homebody. We'll see. We'll We'll see. We will see because (laughs) you say that, but it could also be like, 
for me, I mean, like I said, I really settled into it. And then I went one place once and that's yeah. all it took. It's all it took you like, because if you have the experience of having done that a lot, so you know how to be it's in lore and travel, yeah. mode, you'll like click in and you'll be like, oh, it's I turned so that, true. I turned that, I flipped that switch and now that switch is back on. And now it's like, what's next? Yeah. But I think you're probably right. I think you're, I think you're probably right. There's no wrong way. There's no, no wrong way. I do love, I love traveling. I started doing this thing like. I don't think it's a whole year ago. And I literally, I asked my therapist, I was like, does, am I going crazy? Like, is, does this mean I'm going crazy? And she was like, no, it's fine. But I started um, saving photos, uh, like really pretty HD photos of just like beautiful places to this folder on my computer. And then I made it my screensaver. So it's like, I now have like almost a thousand photos of just like beautiful places. And so anytime, you know, like every 30 seconds when my computer goes to sleep, it just cycles through the, and I just, I'm just like sitting in an apartment in LA, like, oh, look at this, like, oh, that's really pretty. I love that. I mean, you basically just made your own Apple screensaver of like places that you, you you customized it to be places that you really like. Yeah. And so there's clearly a part of me that like does miss that and like wants to like look at beautiful places. But yeah, it's just the <laughs> the dichotomy of me like sitting in a fuzzy robe uh-huh. <laughs> in like a small apartment in L.A. and being like, oh, like, oh, that looks really uh-huh. pretty. But like having no impetus to do anything about it. I think that is, is really weird. Utterly relatable. <laughs> yeah. I have to agree with your therapist on this one. I think that is utterly relatable. And you just took it us. You took self care in the screensaver department to like. Uh, a, I got a next really. Step. Yeah, I got really motivated and I created a screensaver. <laughs> Love it. So, Love yeah. everything about it. Well, I'm glad mm-hmm, that to know mm-hmm. this about all the traveling that you did do, because that was going to be <laughs> a question that I asked you was like, Ooh. you know, were you surprised at how well you adjusted to hunkering down based on like the kind of person you are you were growing up like did you you know because I I I already knew that it was way too easy for me to be hermitish before it all started so I was like I think I'm probably gonna like just again sort of switch into that mode I mean were you was that true you said your parents moved around a lot like even as a teenager were you sort of like the kid who maybe had been more places than other kids around you and stuff? Yeah, I think probably, honestly. Yeah, I think so. And my parents, like, so, you know, like, I grew up, like I said, in New York, and then they were... I feel like the longest, I mean, the longest I've lived anywhere was before I was born in New York. But then once we moved to Connecticut, they stayed put for, like, middle school and high school. But they had moved to New Jersey by the end of my freshman year of college. So, like, they moved the second Uh I was out of the house. They were like, bye. And then they just continued to move because by the time I graduated college, they were living in Los Angeles. So they were just, like, fucking bouncing all over the place. And now they live – then they moved to Nevada or Nevada. I never know how to say it. And then – now they live in Spain. Oh, my. (laughs) Okay. They move like crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, from the moment that they left Connecticut, I never really had like a, like, I'm coming home for the summer. Sure, it sure. was like, I'm going to come home from the summer to fucking New Jersey, a state yeah. I've never lived in that my parents just moved to. Yes. So I would just like crash with friends back in Connecticut. And like, it was, yeah, it was just like a weird. And then I graduated college and I was moving to L.A., anyway uh-huh. but then they already lived in LA and uh-huh. I was like oh you guys I'm trying to like <laughs> don't scoop me strike out on my own yeah. <laughs> like you live in WeHo like it was just a very weird it was a very weird situation um did they have jobs where they could do that or did they like like how did that maybe that's maybe I'm prying no that's okay my my mom uh stopped working when I was in uh like the end of college so she hasn't uh worked since like pretty much since I graduated um and then my dad used to work uh for Time Magazine and then Time Warner when they merged and then eventually as uh, as print media kind of like died and he was like an older dude he just sort of got like he basically he retired early basically it was like kind of forced early retirement but he was like a few years off from when he would naturally retire and he was just like really scrambling like when they were living in Nevada he was 
commuting into Los Angeles. Whoa. And he would like stay in a hotel for three days. Can we even call that commuting anymore? Well, that's the thing is he would like stay overnight. And then my mom was like alone. And it just kind of sucked. And eventually Mm. he was just like, I'm clearly like out of the job market (laughs) for, you know, like as print media just like fucking dies. And that's been his whole career. So he just basically like took early retirement. Yeah. Um, but then they, then they fucked off to Spain and they're happier than I've ever seen them in my entire life. So So it's been a good. And basically just to establish for everyone, there have been no mentions of any siblings. Uh, we've, you and I, you and I established that when I did your wonderful coming out pod. Well, don't, do you feel like, oh yeah, thank you. I was like talking over you plugging my podcast. We'll do it again. Don't you even worry. (laughs) Don't you even worry. (laughs) <laughs> but I was going to say, do you feel like that re- that really helped me during lockdown was being an only yes. child? Because I was like, oh, this is so this is my whole childhood. Like, this yes. is fine. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. I totally get that. Um, OK. And so when you because you were in the same place in Westport for the entirety of your high school years, did you yeah. You said that you even when they moved, you would kind of stay and crash with friends. Do, did yeah. you did you grow like a, a sort of fondness for it like this is home these are where my people are or did you also because like you said you also got out of there as well so is I, it like this yeah, is a fun soft I mean, landing for a second I did initially like that first summer home when they were in New Jersey and I was like I'm not gonna stay in New Jersey and my dad had gotten me because he was still working at at time or I think it was Time Warner then he got me like you know like an internship Mm -hmm. and what I used to do this is like even just thinking about this I was like oh yeah you have like energy when you're young that's wild I don't have that anymore but what I would do is like so I'd work this internship that was in New York City and you know I could take like the bus or not a bus like a I don't know like some they lived in New Jersey like just outside of the city so it was like really early in the morning going from my folks place in New Jersey to this this gig in like in New York City proper like in the Time Warner building and then at Friday when I got off of work at our internship at like five I would go to Grand Central Station get out of trade, go to Connecticut, stay with my friends in Westport, and then early Monday morning go back to the internship. And there was one time where my boss, I say boss, he was probably like 23, Uh but to me it was like, this is an adult. Um, I was having like like a meeting or whatever, but it was just me and him. And I fell asleep. And he was like, Lauren. And I was like, huh. And he go- he wasn't even mad. He was like, so, he was like, I've never had someone fall asleep sitting. By- but I was doing this insane yeah. back and forth where I'd get up crazy early Monday in Westport and take the train to Grand Central Damn. and then go to work. Yeah. I was like 17. So I was like, this is fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, so this is the traveling that I talk about where yes. I'm like, I wonder if I just like burned out on all of that young for sure for sure that's so yeah you you, that definitely (laughs) shows weird it well it definitely shows the adaptability of like I said like sometimes I feel like very fragile and very like picky when I can be and then other times I'm like wow I guess when I have the luxury of being fragile like that's when I'm aware of it but then I also have this like hearty adaptive which I'm sure many people can relate to where you get into a mode where you're like I guess I live with one cup and one spoon for a month in a tiny room and like I get four hours of sleep but like it is a routine like I can depend on that and so that becomes a norm and then your body just sort of crumbles after a certain period of time because it's like oh you thought that you were in a groove but it was not a groove that's sustainable you know yep. what I mean? Yeah, God, you this get it. Is, I know exactly what you mean, which is make me making me be like, is this like an, a weird only child thing? Because I feel exactly the same way where I'm like, 
I hate change. I'm so resistant to it. I'm like, no, like I never want anything to change. And then the second something does, I adjust to it within like a day and a half (laughs) tops. Yeah. It's so weird. But leading up to it, I'm like, absolutely not. And then it happens. And I'm like, like immediately. Yeah. And that's why with lockdown, all my friends were like losing it. And I was like, this is fine. Like it was just I just like slipped into it so seamlessly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's so interesting. I wonder if that does have some, like, weird... Maybe so. Maybe so. Anybody wants to reach out and let us know if this is an only child thing or if this is just, like, maybe maybe you're also Mm -hmm. in a family where everyone sort of does that because, like, somehow that's part of your genetics. Maybe. I mean, look at my dad when he was, you know, in his 60s or whatever, like I said, and he's, like, driving from Nevada to L.A. and then sleeping in, like, a random hotel room and then going back. Like, that's fucking crazy, too. You shouldn't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. You probably already have a favorite animal. Maybe it's a powerful apex predator like the tiger or a cute and cuddly panda. And those are great. But have you considered something a little more unconventional? Could I perhaps interest you in the Greenland shark, which can live for nearly 400 years? Or maybe the jewel wasp who performs brain surgery on cockroaches to control their minds? On Just the Zoo of Us, we review animals by giving them ratings out of 10 in the categories of effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Listen with friends and family of all ages to find your new favorite animal with Just the Zoo of Us on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. One of the number one things that I have learned and have said many times on my podcast is I'm always amazed at how many activities people were getting up to as young people in high school. And I feel like the assumption is because of how I am now that I was like that. But I fully was not like I definitely wasn't like I didn't go get a job even though we had no money. No one asked me to. But like I didn't you know, I just did plays and like dance rehearsals. But I wasn't, you know doing a whole lot of extracurricular like and then I was on this team and then I did that and then I did this and like somebody had to drive me over to soccer because it wasn't on campus you know like I definitely wasn't one of those kids and I super wasn't thinking about like this is how you build a resume for college like I just wasn't that were you were you more like that were you like busy busy no I was I have never done a sport in my entire like I am the least athletic or at least coordinated because you said you did dance so that to me is like that's huge i i i mean let me be clear not ballet (laughs) not ballet it was definitely like a mixed it's like the mixed media of like no it's okay if you can't do a plie because we also you know just do modern dance modern dance is like a great catch-all for like that's amazing emoting you know i was all theater i was a huge 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 theater kid and i was lucky that my school did like we didn't we did the two big shows but then we did like a ton of little stuff. So even though I was only doing theater, it was like kind of a year round thing. Yes, got it. So I was busy with that. But other than that, like, no, I didn't do any sports. I feel like I did. I'm sure I did like extracurriculars, but I can't really think of any. So they certainly <laughs> weren't notable. <laughs> I, did that. I was definitely like a get good grades, go to a good school kid. So I was focused on like, Schoolwork, I guess. (laughs) Like studying? What is that called? Uh (laughs) Um, But yeah, I didn't have like a crazy... I would work jobs a little during the summer, but it was was not... It was like work at the box office for the county playhouse. Right. But it wasn't like right. It was never like a real job where it's like you're responsible for anything. Right. Serious. Right. <laughs> like it was right. not that. Right. Um. So yeah, I definitely. I think I had a pretty cushy childhood. Like I was a latchkey kid for sure, which yep. also I yep. think helped with pandemic stuff. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah. But. No, I didn't have like a packed schedule. Got it. Got it. I wasn't like doing the key club. Well, if you're doing, if you're busy enough in theater, I, that that tends yeah. to fill that gap anyway, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Were you like, uh, were you getting, you know, juicy roles? Were you? Was it more about the community at the time? Like, what did that look like for you? It was definitely about um, the community, and I was the like, I I would always I would get like the quirky side role like all I wanted 
was the juicy rolls. And I was just not, or I wouldn't get those in like the big shows. And then like in little shows where it's like, you can, you know, like your friends directing or whatever, then I could do uh, fun stuff. But like in the musicals, I would never, like I came so close to getting Carrie and Carousel and then, and then Kirsten swept in oh, and decided she Kirsten. wanted to do a musical for the first time. Kirsten. Yeah, not cool. Mm-mm, uh, <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. And yeah, and like really wanted to be Ado Annie in Oklahoma. And then they're like, you're Aunt Eller. And I was like, I'm fucking like 16. Can you give me a break? Like, can I not play old women already? Like, yeah. clearly that will be the rest of my life. But can it, just in high school, can I not do that? Like, um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that itch that. wasn't really scratched mm-hmm. until like college. Mm-hmm. Like, high school was very like, Ugh. yeah. Cring- a little bit. What were you? Yeah. What What about you? Were you like? Were you like leads in all the show? Like, what was your? I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, we had sort of like a, a, a sort of, uh, not a great theater department. We had a my as I was just mm. with my dad over the Thanksgiving, and my dad taught at that school. He taught English, and he was like. Your, oh. He was like, your drama teacher was so lazy. Like, he was horrible. Um, so there wasn't a whole lot happening. Like, it was not like what you described. It was like, if we were doing a show, oh. fine. But otherwise, we were just, like, hanging out, um, doing almost nothing. And, uh, oh, but yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I listen, I did okay. But uh, but I wasn't, like, not not until my senior year was, was, was I, like, like I felt like I had enough clout to where I I f- <laughs> like fought to do the staged reading of Dylan Thomas's Under Milkwood, which is like Ooh, such a simple hell like yeah. non like you'd think that if I were to fight for something it would be something really big and splashy and fun. Instead, it was like <laughs> I'd like to do a quiet Welsh seated reading, but of that's a play. so like mature and cool when you're in high school. Yeah, like, poetry, that, baby. Like that's a really poetry. Yeah. I really, I really claimed Dylan Thomas like a lot of younger people do like he really Hell understood yeah. me in that he understood what drinking himself to death and like writing about yeah. the Welsh countryside but somehow you sort of feel I like know. he got do you me think, is, he, is he like so upset that like high schoolers think he's really cool like that's his like yeah. demo of he like is, mature high school. he is so dead I don't want you to worry at all that man is so, so dead in the ground dead, yeah. uh, from a fairly young age I think you know those drinkers you know those you know those drinkers that you know those artists that gotta yeah. just drink themselves to death. You got to, got how to. You make good art for it's high school. How you make great art for it's how the high schools mm-hmm. even know who you are. You gotta kill yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but and so what? Did, how was like romance fitting into any of this? Oh yeah. Okay. This is a good question. <laughs> so I, because I feel like when knew... we when I did your podcast, we yeah. we definitely were both. We you had some real like. We've shared some feels of like, oh, yes, like. I had feels. I definitely had like crushes on boys for sure. And like, I thought I was bi for a long time. Like, I didn't, it, I was out of college before I was like, oh, I'm like a full lesbian. <laughs> like, I need to stop. <laughs> I thinking gotta I'm go bi, full lesbian. like, I keep trying this and then yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I, but I did have like big crushes on like some boys. Like, I, there was this guy I was like, such a crush on. But then I dated this other really sweet guy and then the guy who I had the huge crush on who was my friend did the thing where he's like actually I think I do like you and then I like immediately broke up with the sweet guy Mm, and then the other guy was like oh I was wrong I don't like you (laughs) and so it was like it was that you gotta have a few of those that feels like all the dumb high school drop but it just feels extra dumb when then you realize you're gay it's like why did I go like I didn't have to go through any of that like it's so fucking stupid um and then at the same time I did have crushes on girls that I like wasn't a hundred percent dealing with but I was dealing with it enough that I remember senior year I like wrote like a stream of consciousness thing like about the girl I had a crush on and then which is like bold move I'm really impressed I did that and like handed it in as like an assignment and oh my is English an assignment like, okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 like I don't <gasps> fucking know why I did yeah. this but then my English teacher was like this is really good can I submit it for the like the 
it was called like soundings or something, you know, like the high school like <laughs> lit journal. And I was like, fuck no. I was like, absolutely not. Like, this no. This private you between the, you and this, me, my teacher. Between you and me, Mr. Ball. Yeah. Like, like I was like, you can't put this gay thing in the, oh. I just like, give me my A and let's move on. Yes. Um, so like I knew, but I wasn't fully dealing with it. And then my dear, dear, dear best friend who I'm still very close with. He lives in San Diego, who is featured in the photos that I sent yes. you. Um, he, we, and this is the very first episode of my podcast that I do with Nicole, is Nicole and I tell each other our coming out stories. So this full elaborate story is told uh, in that podcast. But basically, like, he, we were walking home from school and like he came out to me and then I was like oh my god me too um so then that was like I think summer before mm, scenery I don't know I say it in the episode Uh (laughs) I I did my research before that episode now it's I can't really remember but once like once I knew somebody else was like having gay feelings then I was more like okay I'm definitely having gay feelings yeah but did any of that come to fruition yeah did you said you no I only dated that one guy for like I don't know like two months tops Uh maybe and like we kissed like maybe a couple times and I'm one of those people who I didn't get what kissing I didn't get the deal with kissing until I finally kissed a girl which was like like end of junior year in college like I'm like very much a late bloomer so I was not doing a lot with my body or my parts Uh (laughs) very very long time and then my first uh girlfriend and first relationship period was senior year of college um so then I was like now I'm in the game (laughs) but up until then it was very very cloistered (laughs) so before you got into the relationship with a girl senior year was that was that like did you do did you have any casual makeouts or was it like I had a couple casual makeouts with guys. Yeah, a couple casual, like one time makeouts, you know yeah. what I mean? Like one night after a party or whatever. Um, but literally, like just makeouts, like very chaste, pretty much. Um, and then the first girl I ever kissed was literally like in public in a truth or dare or something oh. like junior year yeah. at a party like that was like my first kiss with a girl amazing and then we like walked home together and then like kissed a little more and then the next year was just like everything at once so it was just a lot because it was like my first relationship yeah. the first girl first like really getting physical beyond just like smooch smooch so yeah. it was kind of <laughs> a lot all at once. <laughs> but I was like, fuck, I'm going to graduate soon. Like, ever get all this life experience in real quick. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you have that awareness? <laughs> you joke about it now, but were you kind of like, well, like, let's 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 push no, this I all think, the way through to whatever. I think I was just like super. And I say like in love because I do think like I was as in love as I could be at that. Now I look back and I'm like, oh, I probably wasn't actually in love with her but like at the time like I was definitely in love and like it's hard I mean we moved to LA together like I definitely I think I thought like oh we're gonna be together forever but it's like you're what was I like I just turned 21 I didn't well I don't know what dummy I mean yeah (laughs) I don't know what like I guess I feel like there's a spectrum of being in love that can like exist not just I mean it can exist on its own at like if you're at an age where there might be a spectrum while you're at that age that's one thing but I've never really thought about it before but the way you're saying it I'm like yeah but like your version of being in love you can't you shouldn't have to apply what being in love means to you now as an adult like of course you were in love back then like you you know what I mean because that's what being in love was was when you were that age yeah Yeah, yeah. And I like, like, the way I like to think of it is, like, I was in love with her to the degree that I was able to feel and be in love at that point in my life. Exactly. So, like, yeah, I think that is. If you're grading on a curve, like, yeah, that that is love. Yeah. Um, Your story reminds me a little bit of, I brought this up so, not that many times, but, like, I do feel like I brought it up more than 
a lot of other episodes, but uh, I, I, your story reminds me whenever someone talks about a their sexuality and sort of leaning into potentially being gay and b being a late bloomer. I always think about Dave Holmes's story that he told on my podcast where he had his like first kiss with a boy, and he's like, "I wanted to play it so cool." And he's like, "I swear the kiss ended," and I was like, "I love you. I'm in love with you." I love you. I want to be with you. I love you. I'm in love with you. Just because it was the first He'd time. He'd be a great lesbian. Yeah, that I would be know, totally normal in together. my community. Yes. <laughs> it was just so adorable. Like, uh, and, I, and that's so, I think, relatable for, for people like even even if it's not that exact of a duplicate of like their own experience that that there's it's so relatable to have. I mean, I remember thinking that like like what a bad what a bad like time to like the whole rebound idea like leaving a relationship because they because you identify rebound as I think we sort of think of rebound as being like you were hurt by the person and you didn't want the relationship to end and therefore the next thing you do is a rebound which because you're mm. vulnerable in that way so they don't I don't think you're necessarily prepared for you being the instigator of something ending and you being OK with it and still having a quote unquote rebound thing where you're like, oh, my God, I like I feel attractive and attracted for the first time in forever. And like I definitely had a couple of experiences like that through my life where the person that I date right after something longer ends mm. I have this moment where I'm like, I think I love this person. I do think I love this person, though. And you look back and you're like, no, you were just like excited to have those feelings. Yeah, and that, you know, that yeah. it, it, because it's a strong feeling, you tend to sort of, you know, you can place importance on it that is not uh, accurate or deserved necessarily. But those things kind of jumble you together, feel- you know. Do you feel and this is such this is such a personal question, but do you do you like fall in love Like, the reason why I'm asking is because I've straight up only been in love. I say, like, one and a half because I'm in talking about the the high school one. I feel like the next one was, like, such a big thing that I'm like, again, I was in love in high school, but it was so different from when I was really in love. But I what I glean from talking to other humans is that that's a small amount of times (laughs) for normal people. So, like, I don't know. Do you have you been in love like like? That's a great question. No, that's a great, great question. I mean, I guess I do feel like I, I think that, and then I think that on the the dangerous side of that, again, spectrum, spectrum, Uh, spectrum, balance, 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 know yourself, whatever that means, you could have... 25 healthy healthy relationships if they're healthy for you and the other person in the course of you know however many years like if they play themselves out and and they were what you wanted them to be um or you can have two or whatever in between like but in terms of the rush of newness being mistaken for something that seemed like it would sustain longer i definitely am guilty of being the like soaring high and crashing down and soaring high. I mean, I I absolutely was that kid, especially in high school. Yeah, especially in high school and college yeah. to a certain degree where it really felt like, you know, all of the all of those hormonal things that people talk about when we talk about everything being so important and so soul crushing and so elating like and why, you know, we talk about books like Anne of Green Gables where it's like, "Oh, I loved I guess I must have loved that roller coaster." You know, there was I loved writing about people in my journal. I loved, you know, being yeah, I, lo- oh I think God. I must I have loved. Poetry. Yeah. Or like and like the mm-hmm. torture of like being in love with a girl who, you know, th- I, was I in love mm-hmm. with her? No, I, I mean, I probably wasn't in love with her, but she was wonderful and she had a boyfriend yes. and I loved sitting in that. I loved same, writing in my journal, same. listening to sad music, being like, I guess this is never going to be. So I'll just talk about how much this hurts and how amazing she is. Like, you know, I definitely sat in that. Um, yeah. It sounds so exhausting to me now, but but I, I also, but I also, everything I'm talking about now it. sounds like, how did I even do that? <laughs> like, know. now it's just like, I got to go like to the store and I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, but I'm also very much like, I'm a sprint or, or I'm a marathon, not a sprint. Like, I will pine. Yeah. So the girl who I dated senior year, I had had a crush on since 
freshman year. Okay. So like okay. that's my style is like, oh, let me pick someone and then ignore anything else good that could possibly yes, come into yes. my life because I'm fixated on this one. Like same thing with the the other girl who who is like the the person who I was really in love with. It's like I and we were like very good friends, but like man, just for a long time was like really into this girl. So it's like that's very much my I'm I'm a very much like dig your heels in. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you get and yeah. then I'll, I got to get into this mash game with you, which I can't believe how fast this has happened. But um, <laughs> before I do that, did you were these people let you would sort of get uh, a sense from like were there little sort of moments of hope that sort of conti- that that continued along? Because you know what I mean. Like sometimes there are people who are like. My friend knew I was in love with them and they did not give me a chance to get over them for whatever reason doesn't make someone a bad person. Mm. But like maybe you would get a little Mm -hmm. breadcrumb and it would be like, oh, shit. Oh, I think my, you know, and then two years happened. Like, you know what I mean? Go by and you're like, oh, I guess. Yeah. Or was it like, no, I really didn't get anything. I just was very settled into my feelings. I just had decided that we were going to be in love. Yeah. Um, They were very different because the first girl. So I first I didn't even met like she didn't she didn't know my name I'm sure but we met met quotes the orientation week of freshman year we were randomly in the same group and I was like oh my god I have a crush on that girl and then like barely saw her for the duration of college so I was like making out with guys at parties and like learning how to drink and throwing up a lot and then senior year we were both in the improv group together and so once we we did a play we were in the same play junior year and then and I was like is this it and then she immediately started dating a different girl in the play and I was like oh that wasn't it Uh, but then senior year like once we got to know each other because we were in this improv group together then it pretty quickly like it happened so, so I was you right. right. You were right. <laughs> Fuck all the y'all. Other, the other girl was when I was living in Amsterdam, and she uh, was straight. So it was, but also like you know, like it's Amsterdam, and like everyone's <laughs> who's straight, uh, like that kind of. So yeah. we were very, very, very good friends, and like she knew, and everybody knew that I had a feelings for her. Um, but we were friends and she was straight and she was dating a guy and I was hooking up with other girls and we were young and drunk all the time. And so that took a while, that took a while to like become a thing and then eventually became a thing. So she was breadcrumbing me Uh (laughs) and I think she would, I think she would fully admit to Uh that. Uh, Good for her. But yeah, so two very different scenarios where one, I had just created it all in my head. Uh Uh, and then the other one, she she was playing an equal role in mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hello, I'm a stuffy dowager countess. Travis? I'm judging everybody's manners. Oh, no. Schmanners isn't judgy. It's about teaching you to be your best self. And be a little more confident when you enter social situations that you don't understand. And maybe also teach you a little bit about history you didn't know. Or give you interesting things to talk about at parties. Yeah, like the secret life of Emily Post. Or like why wristwatches are the way that they are. We can talk about table manners from the Victorian era. Sure, or what it's like to attend a Regency Ball. Yeah. Uh, You can find all that and more if you listen to Schmanners on Maximum Fun or wherever your podcasts come from, I guess. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? Let's get into this MASH game. Uh, I want to start with... I mean, I feel like... I don't want to, like, marry you necessarily to a specific genre of movie, but that I say that, but that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, oh, just because <laughs> I, it feels like a natural extension in a way of, of uh, the conversation that, that, that I had with you two on coming out, um, which, again, heartily recommend people listen to. Uh not just my episode, um, but uh, let's start but, with start with your episode. But feel free to start sure. with it. Although <laughs> you got to go back and listen to those uh, those OG stories too. Um, so, 
give me a movie that you can jump into, but give me a movie, like three. You're going to get three, obviously. You're going to get one out of the three. So let's start with three movies. But I would like to, if we can lean into the idea of like films in which you felt seen or felt like, you know, the difference between like a fully straight heterosexual movie and like a movie that sort of gave you like those the the butterfly feeling because you were like oh my god this is something like this is i don't see this very often this is two girls who seem to have feelings you know what i mean oh so it can be like gosh. full-on sexy or it can be like you know fried green tomatoes where it's like oh it's hinted at kind of thing um three movies that you would love to jump into that give you that gave you the butterfly feeling of like that you would still want to oh be in god. now but you know it's like in that world with with those sort of wow that is a good question. Um, Fried Green Tomatoes is such a good one. I watched that. I saw that with my buddy Kieran because so I said that at my school we did a bunch of plays. Me and him did like a, a two-hander and lived with the girl who was directing it, like just like camped out at her house for a week, wow. uh, like rehearsing and stuff, which was really fun. And we watched that movie. Love. Um, can I say that one, yes. even though you said it? I wish that I'm gonna I say listen, that one. You got a much better yeah. reason for. I mean, but and also, you know, there was a good chance I was going to say a movie that meant something to you because there aren't that many. No, that totally because again, me and him were both. I think we both thought we were bi at the time, and I don't know if we specifically told this girl Leslie who was directing us, but like she, even if we didn't direct it, like she, she knew. She, yeah. Uh, so it was just really nice, Love. and so she like we rented it one night, and the three of us watched it, and we were like. Ooh. <laughs> Kind of gay. Um, Fuck. And then I need to think. I know. Like, it's so hard to go back in my in my little brain from when I was from when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Well, when I was way younger, I remember seeing Mannequin on TV and I was really in love with Kim Cattrall. Oh, and I saw that it was at the house of the girl who I later had a crush on. Perfect. It was like at a middle school sleepover, and she was the girl I had a crush on in high school. So Mannequin, for sure, very formative. Love it. Um, And then this is, can it be one from when I was a little older? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because I saw uh, But I'm a Cheerleader. Oh, yes. uh, With my girlfriend and then my best friend my male roommate who was dating my girlfriend's ex-girlfriend. Oh, wow. So okay. we saw it on a double, yeah, like yes. as two couples. That's amazing. With like weird history uh-huh. between us. So that was a very fun. It's so good. I love yeah, okay. that movie. Okay, beautiful. Those okay. are three gorgeous choices. Uh, let's okay, great, great, great. do uh, three places in the world that you would love to have a, a, a another home. If we could just teleport <gasps> you there, like you could walk into your closet and walk out of the closet of that place. Maybe the closet okay. was a, a little too on the nose for what your podcast is. Uh, but nope. listen, it's a portal. <laughs> it's there. Call it as you see it. I'm also recording in a closet. Um, Fair. New Zealand. Yeah. Never been obsessed with. Got to get you over there for sure. Lateral move to Australia. Uh-huh. Never been obsessed with. Right. <laughs> and then uh, where I have been is Greece. Great. And that's where I went with the girl the, in Amsterdam right before we got together. Oh. So it was a very fraught, Oof. like, will we, won't we. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Hot. hot. That is hot. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three foods that in this alternate reality we're creating for you uh, are not bad for you. They're not bad for the environment. You're not going to get like a sugar crash. Could be something that you had once far away, like when you were living abroad and can't really find the same, you know, like wish you could have it all the time. These are three foods you can have at the snap of your fingers in perpetuity with zero ramifications. Okay. If it's zero ramifications, yeah, then it's like a... A fancy restaurant style cheeseburger yep. where no cow has been yep. in any way, yeah, Correct. harmed. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, real classy, expensive cheeseburger. Um, do you know you know those sour grapefruit gummy slices? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Great. just like a 10 pound bag of those where I don't immediately regret yes. how many I've eaten after yes. I've eaten them. Sour, oh, yes. sour grapefruit gummy slices. Gorgeous. And then, yeah, because you said like stuff you've maybe had before. They have this thing in Holland called oud kaas, which means old cheese, uh-huh. <laughs> which sounds fucking disgusting, but it's so good. It's just like this like aged cheese. I mean, all cheese is aged. That's yeah. how it becomes is cheese. Is it dry? But it's called... I guess it's dry. I guess it, as it, it's the cheese pretty gets older. Dry. Be... No, I like dry cheeses. Yeah. So I'm like smoked, smoked old cheeses I'm all about. Yeah. So. It's yeah. really good. And I do miss, like, you would go to the train station and just get, like, like a bun with, like, some outcast in it. And you're like, this is like prison food, but it tastes really oh, good. I totally So get let's it. say a giant, just a huge fucking wheel of old cheese. Great. <laughs> Great. I do love looking down and just seeing the words old There's cheese. There's a cheese the theme kitchen. because yeah. I said cheeseburger, too. I That's love true. cheese. Uh, you're, you're right, too. You're right, too. Who doesn't? Okay, uh, let's get some romance in here. Three people, any oh, character, shit. movie, film, uh, movies and films are the same, uh, oh, book, God. cartoon, uh, three people that you would love to have. And I'm not even committing you to like a marriage with this person. Like it could be totally short term. Oh, I'll marry that. Three people, romance. I'm going to say times. them and they're going to be a little embarrassing and I'm going to own it. Can't the wait. first one's not embarrassing. I'm very proud of it. Rachel Weiss is my number one, like, I will wed you. Yeah. I will take care of you. Yeah. Love. I don't know how you are richer and more capable than me, but I will find a way. Yeah, Rachel Weiss. <laughs> Great. Number one. Yes. Second one's real, real embarrassing. We're going to go for it anyway. There is a TV show that I became obsessed with during the pandemic. It is for people younger than me. It is called The Wilds. It was on Amazon. Oh Prime. yeah, sure. I <laughs> watched The Wilds. I watched The Wilds season did? one. Yeah, okay. I did. I watched it, and I then I watched better. the second. Se- I try. I started to watch the second the season second within season five is minutes. Very, very bad. Yeah, I you, started yeah, to watch it, and in we, five minutes, I was like, "Don't care about these guys. Don't care. Don't care. Don't disowned, care." Disowned. Yeah. Disowned. But yeah. that first series, I have watched those ten episodes. I think five or six times. Yeah. Like it became. It was a real like pandemic. Yep touchstone for me got it so the girl I like the soundtrack a lot I have the sound like I the soundtracks on Spotify you know oh I have the soundtrack <laughs> I bought all the songs like I'm yeah I went Love it. I went hard for this so Ooh, I'm the, dying to the, know which one it is the, the, it's so predictable the girl plays Shelby the yeah. blonde girl she's an Australian actress yeah. named Mia Healy she's yeah. very young <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I'm putting Shelby, really not the actress. Like it's her. the character yes. of Shelby. Great. It is more the character, yeah. honestly. I could the the very young Australian girl who vapes all the time and makes TikToks. I wouldn't know what to do with that girl. <laughs> right. I would correct. definitely know what to do with a repressed, religious, very sweet, innocent. I'd be like, I got this. Yes. Yeah. So it is the character. Yes. But yeah, and then the oh god, this one's embarrassing too. This one I'm like, I I've pretty much grown out of it. But for many many years, it was I was all about Blake Lively. Oh, I totally get it. Come on, are you kidding me? That's not embarrassing. So all she's these a, women pretty snack. much look the same. They're uh-huh. very very femme. No, Rachel Vice uh, yeah, is not. They, I would I can see I can I can put Shelby and Blake Lively in the same category. But yeah, Rachel, Rachel no. Vice is me maturing. She's a woman. It's me coming into myself and yeah. being like, but what about brunettes? I'm yeah. not as far as I stray from my types. <laughs> no, she's so okay. No. These are all very understandable and very adorable. Okay, and, uh, thank you. You should be proud. You should be thank proud. Thank you. I, you I should be proud. Uh, okay, next category. Let's do three. Let's do three. I mean, I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to give you those lead roles in a musical. Uh, age oh, not age dependent. You're about to get to star, and I want you to be. I want you to know you can do as many of these, or uh, you could do one. I don't need you. I'm not going to lock you into six days a week, or six six shows a week, or eight shows a week. Okay, it could be a oneer and doneer, or it could be in perpetuity. Uh, leads in musicals three. Oh my god! Okay, could not be more wrong for this role gonna do it anyway please maureen and rent great i have to put rent you saw the photos i sent you yes very very into rent beautiful yeah so that's definitely everyone would be like she's miscast but we're doing it okay no no one's gonna think that in this universe Mm -mm. (laughs) god bless yeah okay this is a deep nerd cut but i am a huge sondheim freak 
so do you know A Little Night Music? I mean, I don't know this it other than cut. I know it exists. The Countess Great. in A Little Night Music. There's like one person listening right now, probably a gay man, who's like, oh my God, yes! yes. Um, Beautiful. But yeah, I love that role and I always... Since I was a kid, I was like, one day I'll age into that. And guess what? Hey. I have aged into it. Um, and then the last one, I'll say this is another Sondheim. This is a role I got to play in college, um, but I'd want to do it again. Uh, Squeaky from an assassin. Oh, how fun. Wonderful. It was the funnest. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, so wonderful. So we'll do those three. Okay, great. Fantastic. All right. Next one. Let's do three. I'd love to hear your what your answers are going to be on this one. So I got to do it. Three artists <laughs> from any era, any type of art like that you that you're going to we're going to sort of pull in and you're going to collaborate with on something. And you don't even necessarily have to know <sighs> what that thing is. You could just be like, I want to work with Joni Mitchell. Damn. I guess we'll record an album. Not sure. But or or we'll paint together yes. or whatever. Uh, three three types of art, whatever that looks like for you. Wow, this is great. Okay, I got, well, I have to say Stephen Sondheim because I just said I'm like, but he's my most influential artist ever, 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 ever. Wonderful. I adore, obsessed. Um, And then I got to go David Bowie. Great. I'm a huge Bowie fan. Great, great, great. I just want to be there while he does stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then... I think Fiona Apple. Oh, wonderful. A huge Fiona Apple. Oh, they're all music people. Yeah, they are. That's wonderful. But I think, yeah. But I think, yeah. I'm a, I'm very, music is super important to me. Okay, well then, having heard that, I would love to hear from you three bands, composers, singers, songwriters. Oh, shit. It doesn't matter, but... Three I musicians. Have saved it for this one. Well, you could still you listen. You can lay them down twice. I don't mind. But three okay, musicians, might. and maybe the answers will be different because of the what I'm going for. But mm-hmm. I don't know. But this is more like the soundtrack of your life. Like you in a oh. car looking out the window and it's raining, or you falling asleep at night, or you making a meal. Like what this this these people are constructing something that so perfectly fits, kind of like. The ebb and flow of your day to day, or what you would like your day to day to feel like, um, that that's Damn. sort of the mood. Wow, that's a good one. Okay, um, my first, the first thing I thought of, which indicates that I think I'm way cooler than I am, <laughs> uh, is Amy Mann. Oh, we love our Amy Mann. We do. Also, I'm setting myself up for like a really kind of depressing life, but it will be scored beautifully. Yes. So I think it's worth it. Um, And then, I mean, you said her already, but I think I got to do Joni Mitchell. Yeah, come I'm on. huge. Yeah. She's so influential uh, for my life. And then I got one more. I might need to repeat Sondheim. Great. Let's do it. Is that okay? Don't you dare be shy about it. I, just I love it. I cannot emphasize enough how much yeah. that that dude's affected me. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, my God. And I went to see um, when he when they did the concert version of Into the Woods uh, with they brought the cast. I went. Cole had an extra ticket. Yeah. Cole Stratton. Yeah. Oh, my and God. And so I went. And it was so oh, funny because so it was cool. like his mom and his dad and him and Jenny. And then like oh. me who bought the extra oh, ticket just like God. sitting there like crying. I love <laughs> it. I love That's so funny. It. I just thought of that. Oh. But yeah, because I wanted to see Stephen Sondheim like live on a stage before he passed. And that was like oh, a number God. of years ago. So I got That's to see so it. That's so great. Oh, All because of, of your buddy. That's so yeah. Cool. 100%. Shout out to yeah. Cole, who I talked to about mm-hmm. 70,000 times a day this time of year and every time of year. Uh, sure. Um, sure. Amazing. Okay, final category. <laughs> Ooh, final category. I, well, you know what? I can't believe I'm going to hand you this opportunity. But now I, my, your love of Sondheim has, has touched my heart <laughs> to the point where now I would like you to give me three eras that you would like to go and be able to dip into whenever you want. I'm assuming one Damn. of them would be like he's like out and about in his prime. That could definitely be one. Like I would love to be in New York, Maybe. like hanging around Broadway, but it doesn't oh my have to be. Gosh, 
Ooh, I don't know. And does this is this like the other one where there's no ramifications? Zero. It's like don't worry about politics nothing, and rights. Nothing bad is going to happen. Social justice. Definitely not going to be Love like it. raped or any of the other horrible things that can happen. I guess anytime and anywhere, it. but certainly it. worse at yeah. certain moments. Yes. Well, okay. I gotta go. I'm going like. Tw- was it tw- 20s Algonquin Roundtable-ish Ooh, time. Yeah. So we're going Dorothy Parker, yes. snarky New vicious York Vicious Circle, time. great. Yeah, we're going Vicious Circle. Great. For sure. Um, and then what other times? Um, I feel like, and this, this, not because of Sondheim, but he was certainly bopping around. But I feel like I want to go, like, 80s new wave fun. Like, Coke hasn't yeah. really taken its toll yet. Uh-huh. It's just fun. And, like, Wall Street seems cool. Like, let's not worry <laughs> yeah. about the ramifications of what we're doing here. For sure. But just, yeah. Like, sure. I think 80s oh, new wave God. time. Oh, wonderful. Fun times, good movies, the bangles. You get it. Wonderful. Uh, and then I get, fuck, I get one more. Um, oh, God. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then this is pretty close to that. But I got to go. Let's go Laurel Canyon era folk. Yes, like everyone lives. You. And Joni Mitchell, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, yes. Moms and Papas. I'm living there too. I, oh, and I'm there too. Oh, my God. I I'm love at their parties. It. Yeah. I love we it. I love do it. That. I love it. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Mm-hmm, wonderful, mm-hmm, wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, cool, okay. Cool. Oof. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, my goodness. I would like for you to give me a. Ooh, I don't Give me um a like if you could have one meal tonight that had like something in it that you were just like oh I'm always whenever I crave something I always crave blank like for dinner or whatever like what would that what okay, would one cool. one item be from that um s- sushi a caterpillar roll no oh, I'm absolutely roll, not spelling uh caterpillar so I'm going to do sushi. Which has Love one, it. two, three, four, five letters. Okay. Will you please <laughs> reiterate for people where they can find the coming out pod and anything else you would like people to be aware of and tune into and appreciate about you, Lauren? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so so my podcast is called Coming Out with Lauren and Nicole. Uh, it is at Coming Out Pod um, on Twitter and Instagram comingoutpod.com uh, Jenna was our guest for National Coming Out Day on honor. October 11th it was so oh my god and we get the nicest messages about uh, about your episode oh. so I don't I don't know what number what number episode it was but w- just look up whenever the October 11th of this year episode was um, and then I am at Lauren Flans on Twitter and I'm re- I'm sticking around until it's like a burning husk uh i will be i'm very addicted to twitter um i'm lauren underscore flans on instagram wonderful oh and if you want to follow my dog who i mentioned i gray gardens with during the pandemic yes uh his name is piero and he has a tiktok that is at hello it's piero (laughs) p-i-e-r-r-o I love that I'm getting a phone call from him as I am watching him on TikTok. That's what it's like. Who is this? Hello, it's P- oh, he- oh, it's Piero. Hello, it's Piero. I we, love everything yeah, about it. We're having some times oh, over wonderful. on the TikTok. Oh, and last but not least, uh, my friends and I shot a pilot called Butch Pal for the Straight Gal um, that's like a Queer Eye parody, uh, but with queer women. And it's I'm so happy with how it came out. It's it's really, really funny. Uh, and you can check it out on the Roku channel. You don't need a Roku. The Roku channel is just the name of the app. It's like Hulu or Apple TV or whatever. So you just go to the Roku channel and search Butch Pal for the straight gal if you want to check that out. Wonderful. Okay, well, I have your MASH results. I feel very good about them. I hope that you do too. Let me give you my... I'm going to rip off this Band-Aid because I'm I wanted you to get Rachel Weiss, but for some reason, okay, the universe okay, needs okay, you okay. to have Blake Lively. Oh, my God. Needs you to have Blake Lively. Wow. That is 
unanticipated. Yeah. She is very married and pregnant with her fourth child, so this is going to be complicated. Well, it's more about... But okay. It's more about whatever... Yeah, she... Like, in this alternate universe, there's every version of everyone, right, if we're in a multiverse. So that that mm. this other universe is just like, she's just all Lauren all the time. Um, I am a Ryan Reynolds type. You Let's are a Ryan Reynolds okay. type. I, <laughs> okay. I feel great about it. Um, and I hope you feel the same. Because you guys, if you know, listen, it can be as long or short of a relationship as you want. But I do want to just advise you that you have a mansion in Australia. So Ooh. that you can teleport yourself to. So <gasps> uh, whatever happens, you're going to be yes. just fine no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. makes me very, very happy to report that you can have endless sour grapefruit slices. And I mean, oh. endless. I mean, no chafing of the uh, roof of your mouth, no sugar, <laughs> rush and fall. It's just like all the time if you want them. Speaking Beautiful. of fruit, <clears throat> speaking <laughs> of fruit. <clears throat> You also get to collaborate on something with Fiona Apple. Oh shit! There which is it is. Very exciting. There's a lot of music. Wow. Listen, there's a lot of music in this. There is a lot of music. We established music is very important to you. You are about to get important. an onslaught of music. You know what else mm, has great mm, music mm. in it? Mannequin. Mannequin has great music in it. It does though. So yeah. you're gonna be in that department store at night. That 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 movie did a lot for me as well when I saw it. I mean, did it? Really, it? Well, yeah. yeah, because there's the whole <gasps> like I I always I was damn. already obsessed as many kids were uh, with the idea of being in a place overnight, like that you weren't supposed to be, like the like the, the funnest, yeah. mixed up files of Mrs. Basil Frank Weiler, like we lived in the New York, the dream. natural history, a mall overnight, a department store mm-hmm. overnight, like that I was really into and. Also, just the idea of, like, I used to really wish that I could, like, turn myself into a statue and, like, not move and then, like, come alive again. So um, that had a huge influence. So you can jump into Mannequin whenever you want. But that's Very not cool. that's not the music I'm talking about. Sure, it has music in it. Sure. Okay, okay. But you also uh, get to be, speaking of music, literally, you do get to be the Countess in A Little Night Music. <gasps> oh, yay! And... <laughs> God, legit excited. I forgot this is not real. Soundtrack. Oh, it's real. Soundtrack of your life by a certain Joni Mitchell. Ooh! With whom you are also hanging out whenever you want in Laurel Canyon in the 60s. That is magic. Oh, that's exciting. I hope they like Blake Lively. Oh, you know what? She's going to, she's a good kid. She's going to blend right in if you want her there. If you want her there. If not. Need to come. Uh, I love this. I love everything about it, and I love Ooh, how music exciting. heavy it ended up being. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. Oh, thank you. You're Where do I go so to welcome. claim all of this? There's it's gonna sort of gradually roll out. Do I scan a QR? <laughs> it okay. may not happen right <laughs> all at once. Out. You may wake up and find yourself in the movie Mannequin at some point, and that's when you'll know mm-hmm. that it started. It has begun. The okay. metamorphosis has okay. begun. In the meantime, Lauren, you're <laughs> awesome. I've been so looking forward to this. Uh, I Me cannot too. say enough good things about you, and this was a blast. Oh, same. This is so, this was so fun. I was nervous. This oh, was really fun. Oh, how dare you even consider being nervous? Know. What a blast! I got a little, I got a little no. nervous, but no? yeah, you are a, a goddamn delight, and everyone should listen to uh, your episode on my podcast because you are. It was just so good, and we love talking. Well, to we you. were all. Very, I appreciate how that everyone was just very forthright, even if they were like, "I'm not proud of this," but or like, "I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused about Story this thing. I should probably." Is, I'm yeah. not proud of this, but, <laughs> but I'm a human person and does this help It's on someone. my family crest. Exactly. I think that's our motto. <laughs> Lauren, thank you. Everybody else. Thank you. Put on that. The, listen, treat yourself. Put on some warm socks. Put on a beanie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't don't use up all the fossil fuels. I don't know. Listen to me. I'm not an environmentalist, <laughs> yeah. clearly. I mean to be. Um, and I will talk to you all next time on the podcast. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, you're number one. We could save kittens from trees. Or lunch on skyscrapers. Bring the villains to their knees. Maybe we should. 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.